I'm Sandra Hayes Buckley and you are listening to the Mind Your Mind podcast, a podcast that delves into what minding your mind means to different people, what self-care looks like in their lives and why minding their minds is so important to them. I hope you enjoy. On this week's episode, I chat to Michelle Lacey. Michelle is a Reiki master, a tuning to full potential kinesiology practitioner and Ho'oponopono facilitator. During our chat, we discussed self-care and the importance of scheduling it into your daily life and how Michelle's own healing journey led her to the career that she's in today. I hope you enjoy. Angel Mind Podcast. Thank you. So nice to be here. So for anyone who's not familiar with you and the work that you do, could you give us an introduction into who you are and what you're all about? Sure. Um, yeah, so my name is Michelle Lacey and my holistic business is called Michelle Lacey Energy. Um, so I am a holistic therapist. So um, it's a very broad term, let's say. So I offer a lot of different types of holistic therapies. Um, so ranging from kinesiology, um, energy healing, card readings, Ho'oponopono, um, circles, full moon circles, new moon circles. So loads of different things that I offer um, and I work one-to-one with people and also group workshops as well and at the moment and um, since COVID actually I'm fully online so um, that's a little bit about what I do in terms of my business. <laughs> Fantastic and just last night actually I attended your Sagittarius strawberry supermoon <laughs> healing circle and something that was really important in that was I suppose letting go of the things that no longer serve us and you know you spoke about the importance of that last night and that really ties into I suppose how we can look after our own well-being and mental well-being in particular and why is that so important to you and why is it I suppose important to you to do that work with other people as well? Yeah so I suppose um a huge part of why I got into this work was um, my own healing and um, just even inner child work was a massive thing for me. Um, as a child, I was very, well, still am very highly sensitive. I'm an empath, so I feel everything. I feel other people's energies. Um, and at the time, I suppose as a child, I didn't realize um uh, whereas now looking back I'm like oh okay that makes sense um and yeah I suppose from a young age um I saw kind of people who were very close to me who suffered from mental health so um that that kind of gave me an awareness to it I suppose at such a young age and at that time I wasn't really able to understand or process it because I was a child um and yeah I suppose there was no education or anything really around it for personally for me um and then uh so I had suffered kind of grief and loss and everything I lost my sister at a young age and you know again that kind of brought up a lot of kind of um sadness and everything but I never knew how to deal with it Mm -hmm. so then when I lost my mum um about 11 years ago now um she that grief really kind of brought up that grief from my sister Mm -hmm. Um, so it was like a, a bubbling kind of volcano of grief um and 
yeah, I started notice, noticing like physically, um, you know, uh, physical symptoms showing up, but also mental as well. So I was getting very anxious um, and probably stuff that I had as a child, but never really kind of, you know, understood. Um, you know, panic attacks, like different things like that were happening. So it was all, it was all very overwhelming, I think was the kind of main piece. Um, and yeah, so at that time, I suppose I didn't really, there was no kind of, um, path, let's say in terms of me as to where I should go with these feelings, these emotions, I didn't know what to do with them. Um, so <laughs> I did what I knew best and I went traveling. Um, so I w- went traveling when I was 25 and for a year and a half. And, you know, essentially I look back at it now, I was like, yeah, running away from the old emotions. But, you know, it was, I learned so much from that as well. And, you know, it was a time where I was like, yeah, if I just go away now and I'll come back and I'll feel better. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't work like that. Um, I actually came back more kind of physically burnt out, emotionally burnt out, all of the above. So yeah, that's when I came back and um, came back and went back into Montessori teaching. And again, you know, that was kind of my passion at the time. Love children, still do. Um, And then I started to work on myself. So the first kind of door into it was my friend was going to this Reiki course and she said, would you like to come along with me? And again, I knew from a young age, my mom was very into alternative therapies and, you know, acupuncture and different things. So I was very open. Um, So yeah, went along and that was kind of the beginning of my own personal journey, let's say. the holistic route um and that was just the way um I felt like it could support me and then I went down a rabbit hole of millions of different courses for over the last like 10 years um and that's I don't know if I even answered your question there (laughs) (laughs) no I think you did because you touched on the grief um part there and I think that for a lot of people is I suppose almost a trigger for then needing to you know support themselves on on their mental well-being journey and that's I suppose why it's it's so important to you um you know on this journey to to look after yourself as well and and it was something that kind of opened up the journey for you yeah and I, I think I think a lot of people will resonate with that actually because grief is something that like you said it might not come up at the time like when you were a child you know you know, you probably didn't know how to process it. Exactly. But when, you know, your mum died, then, you know, all the emotions sort of came out. And then I suppose it's that journey of kind of learning to live with that grief and sit with that grief and move forward in minding your mind, but also, I suppose, processing everything that has happened. Exactly. Yeah. And I suppose you now help other people on their journeys as well with all of the treatments that you offer and all of the, all of those different courses that you've done. Um, and I suppose, why is that important to kind of, I suppose, impart that knowledge onto other people and help other people in that way? 
Yeah, I suppose like when I think back to like, um, you know, when initially that grief came up and I felt like I didn't have anywhere to turn to, um, I just want to be that space for people that they can feel they can come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where I, I feel like I've had a lot of experiences in life where, you know, I'm a huge empath and to be able to hold space for people um, in a really open way, it just feels like it's, it is my purpose to kind of really help people through that kind of pain, guilt, um, trauma, really. Um, and even like everyone has an inner child um, and just helping them to connect a little bit more with themselves. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, it's fra- It's like really innate in my heart, I think. Like since I was a kid, I think I always wanted to help people. And mm-hmm. now I feel like I've found how I can do that. That makes sense. No, absolutely. It definitely does because I think a lot of people will will resonate with that as well. When you've gone through, when you've been through an experience and if you haven't had, I suppose, that help or support or that person that you can reach out to, you know, you want to help other people. You want to, you know, going through the same thing as you or going through similar situations, you want to be able to kind of support them and be like, okay, well, I didn't have, you know, this there but I can be that person for somebody else exactly and I think you know when like working through all the healing and everything I realize how much I've worked through and how much my life has changed Mm -hmm. I want that for other people I want people to not feel like they need to stay stuck in the grief in the pain whatever it might you are helping people now on their journeys um I suppose when they're dealing with these changes and that's really I suppose it must be a very rewarding actually what you're doing being able to be that person for somebody else who's going through this you know a life change or grief or what whatever it is that they're going through it must be very rewarding for you oh massively um and I like every day I feel so grateful that I'm able to, you know, um, hold space for people and to just, just even help people to take an hour out of their day for themselves and to just really see and connect in with themselves and see what it is that's coming up for them and what it is that we, we can do to work through whatever it is that's going on. So yeah, no, I'm I'm very grateful every day and I say it all the time um, how lucky I am to be able to do the work. And you mentioned it there and it is so important for people to be able to take that time on their own and, you know, just have an hour where all other, you know, distractions and everything else is kind of almost like it's switched off yeah. and you can just focus on yourself. And I think we don't do enough of that. So I think to have that space with yourself is it's really it's rewarding obviously we touched on the rewarding for you but it's rewarding for the person who's receiving the treatment or whatever it may be that they're attending as well because they're you're helping them but they're helping themselves as well exactly 
and that's actually you touch on a really good point of they're helping themselves it's even just scheduling in that hour for yourself that is like where the most healing is because you're actually giving yourself that time Mm -hmm. absolutely Um, so really I'm just there to hold space but it's you that's doing you know the the work Mm -hmm. yeah and like everything you know nobody's going to do that work for you unfortunately nobody else can do it for you so like I suppose that's why it's so important to give yourself that space to you know to go to whatever it may be like last night there was a group of women at that full moon healing circle that you had and I'm sure they all found it really beneficial because it was time for themselves and it was you know there was lovely meditations there was journaling there was you know lots of different things involved but ultimately it was all about giving yourself that time and space to just be and to focus on these things for yourself yeah and I suppose in that vein then what is it that you do to look after your own mind in terms of self-care? Because I suppose you're helping a lot of different people to look after themselves. So I suppose, how do you look after yourself um, when, with all that as well? How am I pa- practicing what I preach? <laughs> I always say like, you know, I need to take my own advice a lot of the time. Um, no, but it is, it's so important. And for me, I actually saw a post the other day and it said, um, to me, self-care is dot, dot, dot. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And the first thing that came in was essential. So for me, self-care is essential and it is. And um, yeah, what do I do? Well, I suppose the first thing is, and we kind of touched on it, is I actually schedule in my self-care um, I think that's really important because other people's um, stuff will start filling up your diary mm-hmm. um, and, you know, you just lose track of time. So mm-hmm. even in my journal, like that's another major thing for me is journaling. Um, so there's different types of self-care for me. Um, there's self-care for my mind. There's self-care for my body. And then there's self-care for my soul. So for my mind, my self-care would be journaling, like getting things out of my head mm-hmm. onto paper. Often, um, you know, things and thoughts can ruminate in our mind and often seem a lot worse than they mm-hmm. are. And actually, when we just get it out of our heads and onto paper, we feel so much better. Mm-hmm. So journaling has been massive for me. But in my journal, I use the head plan journal. And in it, there's actually a section today my self-care was dot 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 and that holds me accountable because some days I'm like she haven't done any self-care today or mm-hmm. other days where I feel like I really need it I'm there like writing a big long list do you know so mm-hmm. um so yeah for the mind I would do journaling um and then I would do breathing breath work I find that really good if you notice often if you notice you're holding your breath you're stressed mm-hmm. you're breathing really like fast or anything also a sign that your mind is racing so just bring your attention to your breath and breathing in and breathing out and just slowing it down um affirmations for me I know we did some affirmations last night mm-hmm. um just retraining the brain 
as to, you know, what's going on. You know, I, you know, a limiting belief might be like, I am not enough. Mm-hmm. And then it's okay. How do we switch that thought and say, okay, I am enough. Mm-hmm. And the more you tell your mind something, the more it believes it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that, that's a huge one. Um, the affirmations, um, I'm trying to think what else I do for the mind. There's so many things. Movement, like, um, so the link between the mind and the body is massive. Um, and the body really keeps the score of the mind. I don't know if you've read that book, but um, it's all about basically how our thoughts have an impact on our physical body. And, you know, dis-ease happens from, you know, overactive thoughts or, you know, different things that happen in the mind, but affecting your physical body. So yeah, finding ways to release your physical body as well. Like they say, like motion releases emotion. Mm-hmm. So um, often that's one of the hardest things though, because you're like, if you're very in your head you're, and you feel stuck in your head, you often feel stuck in your body, but it's getting up, getting out for that walk, mm-hmm. just switching off. Um, and yeah, just every day I try to kind of tune in I think that's the most important thing because for me, self-care, I have so many different tools that I could talk about for hours, but it's actually tuning in to say, okay, how am I feeling today? You know, physically, emotionally, mentally. And if I'm not feeling how I want to feel, what can I do to get there? So whether that's if my mind is racing, okay, journaling. If it's physically my body is really tight, okay, go for a walk. Um, if I'm, you know, craving that kind of spiritual connection, it's okay, meditate, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's about kind of listening to yourself and tuning into my intuition really as to what I need for that day. But yeah, I I could talk about kind of different self-care practices I do all day and I've probably missed loads of them, but that's the kind of gist yeah and that self-awareness piece and the intuition is really important as well actually and listening to not just your body because you know we're always told listen to your body rest when you need to and that's really important but you need to listen to your mind as well if your mind is you know overwhelmed with thoughts like you said journaling and I suppose that must be very important to you as well when you're seeing clients because you know you may take on their you know stresses or whatever it is that they're going through as well and I suppose even to regulate yourself to get back to kind of a a grounding almost get all those thoughts out get everything down on paper because like you said it can yeah ruminate and just like get worse and worse and worse inside in your head and become very kind of catastrophic very quickly if you just let it there Whereas if you write it down, it brings an awful lot more clarity. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I know that last night we did the journaling piece and the questions. And I was, I, I know that a number of people in the chat said this, and I found it myself as well, that the questions seemed so similar. Mm-hmm. And with journaling prompts, they can all seem very similar sometimes. But actually, when you dive deeper into it, it's completely different. The thoughts that you'll come up with. Yeah. It kind of, I suppose it highlights the importance of journaling because your thoughts, 
you know, you have loads of thoughts on these things. If initially you're like, oh, these are all the same or, or whatever it may be that you're thinking about, you know, but you have a lot going on in your brain. There's what between 60 and 90,000 thoughts in your head every day. And, you know, that can be very overwhelming if you're trying to deal with lots and lots and lots and lots of thoughts, but getting them down on paper can just bring bring such a, I suppose, yeah, that grounding thing, that clarity. Yeah. And just a sense of peace, I think Mm -hmm. as well. Um, and that's what happens. It's like our thoughts. Um, and if you are an overthinker, you know, which I definitely am, (laughs) um, (laughs) you'll know, you'll know that like your thoughts can run away with themselves. Mm. And our thoughts are also, you know, um, self-belief that we've been brought up with and, you know, different things that we've taken from generations behind us, these Mm -hmm. beliefs that actually aren't serving us. So um, I always say to people, like, don't believe everything you think. Mm -hmm. Because often it's not true. Mm -hmm. I I spoke to Dr. Kira Belviso on episode five six sorry of the podcast and we spoke about gratitude journaling because you're in a negative bias your your mind will naturally go towards a negative bias and the importance of you know writing stuff down in terms of journaling but also the gratitude piece bringing that into it and because it takes three positive thoughts to counteract a negative thought yeah and you know, she was saying that she actually tries, tries to write down five because then you're counteracting the negative thought and actually you have almost an abundance of this gratitude and the importance of that because, like you say, your your mind can your mind can absolutely run away with itself. I know when I was struggling with my mental health, I was always in that space of everything that can go wrong is going to go wrong. <laughs> absolutely, it will happen worst case scenario thinking and that is draining it's so draining and And you think you're actually you know um solving problems and you're like okay yeah no but if I think and like try and figure this out before it actually happens then you know I might be able to like figure it out then at the time and it's like no you know and again you touched like so importantly on gratitude and that's like number I would say number three in my daily routine is Mm -hmm. gratitude it's like my non-negotiable um and I knew I'd miss something (laughs) um but gratitude really is the biggest thing for me that Mm -hmm. has helped me out of that mindset of sometimes like a scarcity mindset as well um and I often talk about like what you focus on you attract and it's all about the law of attraction Mm-hmm. And the more you focus on the negative, watch it, the negative, it, the more the universe will give to you. So the more you focus on the positives in your life, the more you'll start to notice more positives and the more you start to attract better. Um, it's so powerful. Like gratitude has been the most amazing thing in my life. Um, it just helps you focus on those things that you're grateful for, you know, rather than again, focusing on anything that's not going right in your life. Mm, absolutely. And it's something that I did with my therapist um, when times were, were very bad for me mentally. And I remember the first day she introduced me to it. She was like, okay, I want you to write down three things every day. I was like three things yeah. like thinking like I will never find three things, but actually 
when you sit down, like it doesn't have to be this grand gesture thing that you're grateful for. You know, I'm grateful for the roof over my head. I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful for the sunshine outside, you know, whatever it may be. And actually it does because it's 90, I think 90% of our thoughts are based on something we have already thought previously. Mm, So if you're constantly in that negative space, it'll just spiral. It'll keep going, keep going. Whereas, like you said, if you introduce the positive, then you will think more positively and that then will gain momentum in your thoughts because obviously the more the more you're in that space the more it will I suppose be prevalent in your mind exactly and like like attracts like so you know um and again it's about like focusing again coming into yourself and what what drains my energy and what fuels my energy that's a huge one for people we can get so caught up in like different things that we focus our time and attention on mm-hmm. and actually they're just draining us when if you spend more of your time focusing on things that are actually fueling your energy and filling yourself up mm-hmm. um, that's been a huge thing for me it's like okay how do I feel after I've done x and then it's like oh I actually feel like exhausted or how do I feel after I met such and such a person? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, now I feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders. It's like, okay, so what can you do now to kind of, you know, shift and change and spend your time doing things where you're actually increasing your energy, increasing that gratitude. Um, but yeah. Absolutely. Jennifer Davy spoke about that on episode two as well on, you know, setting the boundaries there. Um, as well the importance of that and the importance of recognizing that this is not serving me this you know go, going to whatever it might be or you meeting a certain person or and especially if you are you know maybe struggling at the at, at the moment or something like that that if you then go and do that activity that's draining or meet that person that's draining that can then really drag you down and, and the importance there of setting the boundary that actually no I'm not going to do whatever the thing is or meet the person or whatever and say no I need to take this time for myself and like that's really important to recognize that um part of self-care as well is actually being able to say no yeah yeah that that, no I can't yeah Mm. And especially if, you know, like me, the good girl mentality of like, you want to keep everyone happy and you're like, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And then all these yeses, you're giving all your energy away and you're completely left depleted because you're doing that for yourself. Yeah, because you're serving everyone else and you're not serving yourself. You're not, I suppose, and again, this is something I spoke about in the episode with Jennifer and like compassion. You can have, you know, all this compassion for everyone else. But if you don't show yourself compassion, then, you know, actually all you're doing is people pleasing. And, and, you know, you're not looking after yourself. You're not looking. And it was something that I struggled with for a long time um, was, you know, saying yes to everything and everyone and trying to be all things to all people, but you can't be all things to all people. And actually realizing that it's okay to say, I, I'm at capacity, I can't, I can't do that in whatever aspect of your life as well, because, you know, this could be relevant to work as well. Exactly. Just saying, 
I, I can't do that. I can't go to that meeting. I can't, you know, whatever it may be, whether you're employed or self-employed or whatever, sometimes you have to put up your hand and say, look, I, I, I just can't. I need to, I need to focus on X, Y, and Z, whatever it may be. But you need to look after yourself because you're, you're not serving yourself. You're not serving anybody else because you're not going to be able to give all of yourself exactly. to whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that's like such an important point that people sometimes think that self-care is selfish. And it's like, it's actually the opposite. Mm. Because when you look after yourself, you're being that role model, let's say if it's for your children, you're showing them that looking after yourself is important. Um, And, or whether that's, you know, with a partner or your family or, and actually you'll notice that like, when you do start setting boundaries, yes, you'll have people who won't agree with that. And that's okay. Um, because, you know, for so many years, you might have said yes, yes, yes. And they're used to that. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, when we actually say no, we're taking back our power. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah. we're prioritizing ourselves. Um, and I think that's so important. And one of the things, you know, when I first started my own healing journey it was like um I wanted to heal everybody else because every there was nothing wrong with me everybody else around me were the issue and actually it was so enlightening to see that when I was healing myself it was like a ripple effect around Mm -hmm. everybody else around me absolutely and I think you touched on it there it is about you know you're stepping into your power but also you're allowing other people to step into theirs as well. You're not, and it's about kind of letting go of control of like trying to be all, be that all things to all people as well. And, you know, they are on their own journeys. You, you know, fo- you know, you need to focus on yours. You can help them on your, on their journeys, but ultimately you are the one that needs to step into the, into your own power and, you know, take control of your own journey yeah exactly so I suppose on that note um that's a very empowering thought to to leave this episode on thank you so much for joining me on the mind your mind podcast Michelle it's been fantastic I've loved chatting thank you for having me thank you so much bye Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Mind Your Mind podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, rate, review or follow. It really does help with getting the podcast out there. You can follow us on Instagram at mindyourmindpod for extra content and some behind the scenes action. Talk to you next week and in the meantime, don't forget to mind your mind.